You're listening to the Our Town Reno podcast with KWNK LP 97.7 FM in Reno, Nevada. I'm your host, Jacob Kostachowski. Today we'll be talking with local business owner Francisco Moreno. But first, a word from one of our sponsors, and then back to this week's episode. Media Lab. Media Lab. Podcasts. Client services. Special projects. Documentaries. We are a production center at, at the, the Reynolds, Reynolds School of, of Journalism. Journalism. The Reynolds Media Lab. Media Lab. Media Lab. Hello and welcome. This is the Our Town Reno podcast. I'm your host, Jacob Kostachowski, and today I'm here with Francisco. Hi, Jacob. I'm Francisco Moreno. I'm a 20-year-old business owner, and I go to the University of Nevada, Reno. Awesome. Um, so just to kind of start things off, uh, could you like introduce like like yourself, like like who you are, what you're about, what you do? Okay. Uh, I'm just a small-town kid with a dream. I want to make a lot of money, retire my family, and I did that by starting a business all by myself. Uh, yeah. And my business is, I don't know if I, you've heard of anime. Have you heard of anime? Yeah. Yeah, just Japanese cartoons. But I basically just make minimal type-esque uh, clothing for anime because there's not much of that. A lot of the clothes that there is for anime is very vibrant and loud. So I just make it a little more subtle so only people who like the anime would know that it's from that anime. Okay, yeah. So... um when did you, like, start kind of doing this? Okay. Uh, I started in February. I opened my business in February of this year, of 2022. and But I started with the idea in December of last year. Mm-hmm. So, like, during winter break, I started the idea when I was just home bored out of my mind. So I was like, I have an idea. I have a phone. I might might as well, like, try doing something with this. So that's how it started, and I started this year. Cool. Um could you kind of uh, tell us what your like process is like for kind of creating the designs and kind of give like a, a visual for, or like a description for people who are listening of like what your brand like really is? So for me, I think it's important to not reinvent the wheel. You know, uh, anime, it's drawn already. The manga is already drawn. So in my creative process to making a new design is I don't try redrawing or like remaking something that this audience already likes. If someone likes the manga, then they like the art of the manga and they like the story and all of that. So I'm not going to try to redraw like what I said earlier. So what I do is I just read the manga or watch the anime for inspiration. And that to me is not work. You know, I'm just, I'm, I'm putting myself in, in like a fun thing and that's like my work now. So I just read the manga, which is fun for me. And then while I'm reading, I just keep notes in my head like, oh, this panel, which is the drawing, like certain drawings on certain pages, for those of you who don't know, if the panel looks cool, it's literally just a cool factor. I'm like, does this panel look cool? And could I make it minimal? What I mean by that is I look at a panel and I'm like, okay, there's a lot of stuff going on in this panel. Let's say there's an explosion, there's the main character, maybe a side character and a bunch of other stuff. But let's say the main character is in a cool position. Like he's like posing cool, right? So I just take all these pieces. I'm like, okay, I think the main character looks cool, but I don't like the explosion or any of that stuff. So I I look for a online scan of that. 
I throw it into Adobe Illustrator and I just simplify it. I take away all the colors, make it black and white, make it more like geometric. And that's what kind of adds the subtlety. Because if you don't know what these shapes are adding up to, then it just looks like a cool geometric like art piece, I guess. But for those who do who do know, they know that, oh, wow, like that looks like that character from the manga. And then they look at like all the writing on the shirt and they're like, oh, wow, like this is actually a subtle like uh, nod to that character. And then that's what that's what I go for. I go for the, um, the type of clothes where people who don't like anime would say, I think that looks cool. Like they might not know what it's about, but it just looks cool. It's like appealing to the eye. It's a little eye candy, you know. But people who do like the anime, they get like a little deeper appreciation for that clothing. And it also makes, it gives that person a feeling of like, oh, they're in on it. Like they're in on the a joke or something, you know. So it's like, a oh, like they think it's cool, but I know there's deeper meaning to it. And that's why I like it. So that's why my slogan for my, for my company is we don't, we don't yell anime, we whisper it. Because we're not trying to be loud. We just want to be, we just want to be noticed by those who like that too, you know? Yeah, and speaking of your company, uh, for the listeners at home, uh, what what is your company's name? Oh, I haven't even mentioned that. My company's name is Animes Galore. I made it, I don't want to ramble, but I made it that so that I don't, because I only do JoJo's, it's a certain anime, it's a specific anime, but I named it Animes Galore so that I don't tie myself specifically to JoJo's and I could later expand. So that's just a little tidbit on the name. Yeah, um, and then, I mean, I think what is, like, really interesting is also how young you are starting this. Um, Has there been, like, kind of any challenges and hurdles you had to overcome as a, like, young business owner? Yeah, and if there's any young people listening and they want to start a business, uh, I guess I could go over, like, some hurdles that you might be going through or might... uh, might meet on your journey to starting a business. And might I just say, like, starting a business is 100% possible. If you have a phone in your pocket, you can do it. Uh, But a big one is, I'll just go over, like, how many? You want, like, two or three? Whatever you you want. Okay. One of them is support from, like, friends. You have to have a good support group because if your friends are doubting you, even if you've known someone for, like, five years, they're, like, your best friend, Take it to heart if you notice that whenever you tell them, like, a new idea, if they're like, oh, that's cool, but I don't think that would work. Or, you know, they're like, it's, like, negative. Take that to heart because that tells you that they're not really on board with you and they don't really see your vision. That doesn't mean your vision is bad. It just means they don't see it. And you might need to, like, just surround your people yourself with people who who have, like, that vision that they want a little more, you know? Um... Another one is money. You might get stuck on money like, oh, how much money do I even need to start a business? I started my business with $250. $250 and a phone and and, and a dream, I guess. I guess if I want to be like, you know. Um, But I was in college. I'll, I'll, I'll mention that. I used a lot of the college's tools. So I used their vinyl, vinyl cutter. I don't know. If you want to start a business, I would say first lay out everything you have. So if you have a phone, write that on a list. Oh, I have a phone. I have a computer. I have $300 in my bank account. I have maybe access to like some tools at my house. Maybe my friend has some tools I could borrow. 
you know, you need to really take into account all the different things that you have at your disposal and then try to whip up an idea and so that you can use all your tools that you have. Because if you have like, like, like what I said earlier, if you have a phone, you could, you could start making TikTok, start making videos. And, and honestly, if you think your idea is good, other people are going to think it's good too. Maybe your friend didn't think it was good, but the fact that you thought it was good and the fact that you are not like just the most unique person in the world who has the only original thoughts, that means your thought of that being cool is shared by millions of other people. Just because there's billions of people on this planet, if even 1% of them think your idea is good and are willing to spend like $2 on it, and a million of those people are willing to spend $2 on it, how much, that's like $2 million, you know, you have to think of it in that in that sense. So just take everything that you have at your disposal and think of how you can use it to your advantage. Yeah. Um, and I know the the way that you kind of like structure uh, your your website and how you do it is like you do it in like drops. Oh, yeah. Um, so can you talk a bit about like how that kind of process works? Yeah. So this is a good strategy for if you want to start a clothing company or any type of company where you might need you might need to hold inventory because you might be thinking, oh, I don't have enough space. I don't have enough money to buy like a hundred units of this one product that I want to make. You don't have to. There's a, it's called the pre-order strategy. I don't know if that's the actual name of it, but that's what I call it. So you just advertise what you're making, get a following with that. And then you open your store for like a certain number of days that you choose. So let's say you open the door for five days. People go in there and they buy the product that you're selling. Now, at this point in time, you don't own that product. So you don't you don't have any inventory, but that's why it's called the pre-order. They send you the money first, then you use that money to buy the product, and then you ship it to them. The pros and cons of having a pre-order strategy are the pros are you don't need to hold on to any inventory. You waste the least amount of money because you only buy what people bought. So you don't have any leftover inventory unless like someone cancels after the fact but then you'll only have like one or two and then you could just sell those later and you know like holding on to two units of a product is not a lot of space so there's that so you save money because you only buy what you need you don't have any leftover inventory um i mean honestly those two reasons are enough right you don't have to hold on to anything the only con is shipping times are longer so for me, my shipping times are eight to 10 weeks, but you have to keep in mind, like if you order something, you forget you ordered it in a week or two. And then also when it comes, it's like a little surprise, right? So I have not, and I'm saying this, like I have not gotten a single complaint about like the shipping times after it's been delivered. Everyone always says, they always say, oh my God, the wait was worth it because Think back three months. You don't know what you were doing three months ago. Like that time, like recently, it's just been passing really fast. So, yeah. So that's why I don't think the shipping time is that big of a con to throw pre-order strategy out the window. In fact, I think pre-order strategy is the only way, like with the most success rate for a small, like someone small to start a company. Because you don't have, if you don't have the capital, then you have to do pre-order, you know? And it's not bad at all. And then you ship for like a week. Mm-hmm. I, I usually try to keep my shipping within five days. So shipping is the only part I consider work. 
everything else is just fun. I'm reading manga, designing stuff, which I think is cool creative work. I haven't really been burnt out on designs just because I love the medium of anime so much, you know, and it's just so easy to come up with designs for that. We'll get back to our episode shortly, but first a word from two other podcasts in Reno you should subscribe to as well. Do you want to keep up on what's happening in the local art community? Double Scoop always has the scoop on that. Want to know which exhibitions, parties, and other art events are happening this weekend? Follow us on Instagram at DoubleScoopNevada. And listen to KWNK 97.7 FM for our Short Scoop Art Events Roundup. If you're an artist and you're looking for places to show your work, we have lots of opportunities listed right now. To find them, visit DoubleScoop.art events and filter for Call for Artists. If you'd like to follow all of our art news and meet local artists, you can sign up for our email lists at doublescoop.art. Do you like podcasts? Well, we have a podcast from you. This is Sean from Up in the Mix. This is Delafoto. Do you like to get into our random wormholes of conversation? Do you like to learn about the culture from sneakers to hip-hop music to basketball? Then we have a podcast just for you. We have one called Up in the Mix. It is available on all streaming platforms from Spotify to Apple. Check us out, upinthemix.live on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Salud! And I know that this is clearly a passion project for you, um, but is it also like lucrative financially for you as well? Oh, yeah. It is very lucrative. If you, something I learned younger, my dad, okay, I'm just going to say this really quick. My dad owns a painting company and he's the only worker there. So he doesn't have any employees, but because he doesn't have any employees and because he's the head of the company, he gets every dollar that he makes. If you own, if you're at the top of the ladder, everyone knows this. If you're at the top of the ladder, you're the one making the most money, right? So for me, in my mind, I don't know why I would work for someone if like I'm doing, because usually if you work for someone, you're doing technically more work than them. Because the higher up the ladder you go, the work gets easier. Because when you're at the top of the ladder, at that point, you're just like saying yes or no to different things, right? So it is lucrative to answer your question. Uh, I could go into numbers. I, I don't see the reason in not going into numbers because like people who don't go into numbers, you're just kind of gatekeeping. I feel like it's gatekeeping mm. because I think if there's like a, an 18-year-old kid out there who's like, oh, I don't know if I want to start doing this. Like, I don't know if I should invest my $200 that they have in their bank account. Like, I'm telling you, invest those $200 because it is lucrative. And, yeah. Yeah, feel free to go into numbers if you want to. Yeah, I mean, so I started with $250. This, in February, in February, I had $250 in my bank account. After the first drop, I made $25,000 revenue. So for those of you who don't know, revenue is just what you make before like expenses. So after expenses, I made around 15000 which is a lot. When I got that money, I was like, I don't know what to do with this, right? I was a, I was a night, no, I was still 20. <laughs> I was a 20-year-old kid. I've never had that much money in my life. Uh, but I always watched like uh, Steven Graham and like all these people on YouTube fi about finances. I was pretty, I think I'm like pretty financially smart with my money. 
So I didn't spend a single dime of it on like anything dumb, like pants or, you know, clothing or dumb stuff like that. I just reinvested it back into the business. I bought more hoodies, more blank hoodies to put more designs on. I, I recently bought a new graphics card for my computer to help me edit, edit, uh, on Adobe illustrator. You just got to reinvest the money. So on my first job, I made $25,000 revenue. Second drop, I made $65,000 revenue. Out of that, 30 was profit. So I my profit margins are around 50%, which is really good. Um, third drop, I made $55,000. So it dipped down a little bit, but still, you know, like, what are you going to, like, you're going to say no to $55,000. So yeah, on this one, I'm at $66,000 revenue. I don't know what my profit is yet because... I still haven't bought the clothes because remember pre-order. I haven't. I don't have any inventory yet. I buy that after. So, but I'm hoping I'm hoping to pocket around thirty-three to thirty-five thousand. I'm gonna keep it low. I'm just gonna say twenty-five because low expectations, you'll be satisfied with whatever you get. You know. So I'm gonna say I hope to pocket around like twenty-five thousand dollars, and then I'll just reinvest that again. But yeah, it's definitely lucrative. So, if you think about it, February. $300 in my bank, $250, $300 in my bank account. That to now I have, I have like $90,000 in my bank account right now. That's like more money than people make in a year. A lot of people. So definitely lucrative. Definitely try to be your own boss and don't let anyone tell you like that you can't do it. You're going to fail too, by the way. I failed a lot of times. I can go into that if you want me to, but to end the money talk, Definitely lucrative. There's a lot of money in it. Go for it. I think, um, like, one of the reasons why um, you've, like, kind of blown up so much with uh, sales and stuff is your, like, social media presence. Um, so I was kind of hoping that you could uh, talk to that a little bit, like how you've, like, marketed yourself on, like, Instagram, TikTok, any of those platforms. I market myself on social media as a guy has a dream and which is true i don't li i don't lie to any of my viewers by the way a guy who has a dream and i'm just trying to make it so and he loves anime so i mean me loving anime is already a relatable thing for millions of people in the u.s and all across the world and i do ship all across the world too so i get i guess just from all across the world i'll just end it at that before going on that tangent but social media is the best thing like we were born in an age where a 20-year-old can make that type of money. And I think once you get that through your head, you like anyone can do it. So TikTok and Instagram are the best. Instagram followers matter more than TikTok followers because TikTok, it's pretty easy. I would say it's pretty easy to get followers just because on the UI, the plus sign to follow someone is like so readily available. It doesn't cost you anything. Usually someone sees a cool video. Oh, I like this person. Follow. So that doesn't really matter. But it is good for, like, blowing up some posts and then funneling people into your Instagram because Instagram is where you're going to get, like, that's where follows matter more because if someone follows you on Instagram, you're on their feed every day, which means that you have to, like, kind of satisfy what they're expecting from you every time they see a post. They're, they're expected to, like, be satisfied with what they see. If not, they'll unfollow you. What social media gives uh, new entrepreneurs is free marketing because I have not spent a single dime 
on TikTok marketing. And I have around 36, 37,000 followers on there. And those people, they share my stuff. They, they like it. They comment. They give me ideas. That is invaluable. That is like I have access to 37,000 people that I could ask them, hey, do you like this design? They'll say yes or no. And that is like invaluable information because I'm not going to spend time on making a design that people don't like or don't want. If I have an idea for a design, I'll, I'll make a video. Hey, I have this idea for this, this, and this. If it doesn't blow up, then that means it's not really wanted and it's not going to sell as well. So I'll just be like, okay, I'll scrap that idea. There's companies who pay millions of dollars for like data analysts to find out what people like when I just go on there and granted, I don't, I'm not making billions of dollars like Walmart or something. Right. But just access to that many people telling me that they do and don't like them sharing it, them sharing, like buying my stuff. It's, it's insane. So I don't spend any money on marketing. I focused a lot of my time on building my audience first so that I didn't have to spend money on marketing. Your goal, your number one goal starting off, just talking from my experience, other people might have other experiences, but mine is cost free. It's free. You don't have to spend a single dime. So your number one goal starting off is you want to build an audience. Now you might be thinking, how do I do that? I don't, I don't have like any skills in this or that, you know, like I'm not Jake Paul or I'm not PewDiePie, you know, but if you think about it, they all started somewhere and they all just started posting. So what I did on Instagram is I knew leading into my business, I was going to sell anime merchandise. So I needed people who liked anime, right? That's the baseline. You wanted to sell something. So you already know that people who like anime are going to buy the anime merch. That's just common sense. So I'm like, okay, I need to build an audience of people who love anime. I make an Instagram, which is free. I, I then proceed to not reinvent the wheel. What I mean by that is I, don't, I didn't make original content starting off. What I would do is I would go, I would look up big, Insta, uh, big anime pages already on Instagram that are already big and already have a following, and I would see what they post. And I found an, an art anime one. And I found a couple of ones that post like art from animes. And this might, I don't know if you think this is scummy or not. I don't think, I don't think it is. I mean, you know, everyone does it. It's just, it's like inspiration. I would screenshot what they post, just art, just because they would just post like fan art. And I would just screenshot it, crop it and throw it on mine. And then this is, this is what you need to do. You need to do follow for follow. So then what I would do is I would go to another Instagram page who didn't have that post. So that art piece. And I would go to one of their posts. Like, let's say I post, I, let's say I took uh, Dragon Ball Z art, posted it on mine. I would go to another anime page and I would see if they posted any like Dragon Ball Z art. I would go to that one and I would click on that um, post. Then I would go to whoever liked that picture and I would follow every single one. And after following all those people, usually on Instagram, because follows are more hard to come by than TikTok, you actually check who's following you, especially if you're like just a kid in school, you know, and you're not like constantly getting a ton of followers. You're like, oh, this person followed me. Like, who are they? They check my, they check my Instagram. They see, oh, wow, like they post Dragon Ball. I like Dragon Ball. They'll follow. They'll like the post. That's how you get people. And then 
So I would just do that every single day starting like, I started that in October. I started doing, I started building my audience. So not selling anything, just building my audience, doing what I just said, follow for follow strategy, taking posts, putting it online, going on to another post on a different profile, like liking it and following every single person who liked that same post, which was an anime post. They would come to my profile, look at my stuff. be like, oh, I like this too. Follow me. I did that since October 30th of last year. Oh, wow. That means I've been in it for like a year then, I guess. Like since the very, very start. So, yeah. So, I did that since October of last year. And by the time it was January of this year, I had around a 1,000 followers on my anime page. And at this point, I've not sold a single thing. I haven't even thought up something to sell yet. But I knew that I would, if I were to sell something, it'd be something anime probably. So after I had a thousand followers, guess how many people I was following? If I was doing this for every, every single day for like two months and you, oh, and you can only follow 200 people a day, by the way, maybe like 5,000 following. I was following 7,000 people. So I, I think if you convert it, if you want to like put it into numbers, I guess for every 7,000 people you follow, a thousand people are going to follow you back. A thousand people is a lot of people. If, if 1% of a thousand people, which is what 10 people, if 10 people, I don't know, I'm not good at math. That might be right. If 10 people out of the a thousand followers you have buy a $50 product, that's five hundred dollars <laughs> that's five hundred dollars i'm a business major i'm not good at math but yeah so think of it's a numbers game 10 people out of a thousand people buy 50 dollar product that's five hundred dollars that's 500 more dollars you made by just like chilling at home that's how i always thought about it so i'm like okay i have a thousand followers i'm going to start into the next phase the next phase is you're going to keep doing follow for follow and then but now you're going to start unfollowing people because you got to start fixing that ratio, right? You can't be following 7,000 and only have 1,000 followers because that makes you look unprofessional. Like if you look at anyone who's like anyone who's like famous, they're always have way more followers than who they're following, right? Because that's how you add like a little value to whoever you follow. I don't know. It's dumb, but it's just the reality of things. So you can only unfollow uh, you can follow 200 people a day and you can unfollow 200 people a day. Oh, wait, no, my bad. You can follow, this is going to like retcon what I said earlier. You can follow only 100 people a day, I'm pretty sure. and But you can unfollow 200 people a day. So this way, my every single day I was following 100 people but unfollowing 200 people. And I would always unfollow. Instagram has a cool feature where it shows you like in chronological order of the people you've been following. So I would start with like the the oldest one I follow. So I would just go like to the front of the line and start unfollowing them. And daily my followers, me, my following would go down by a hundred. So it took me, it took me like three months for my ratio to get down to like in the double digits. So now I'm following like 13 people, but I have, 12 i think 12 no yeah 12.9 followers right no 12.9 thousand followers right now so yeah so that's phase two so phase one is following a ton of people 
phase two is unfollowing all the people but still following people and then that's how you gain an audience on instagram and then just keep doing that and it, it will just keep growing forever if you just keep doing that but eventually you want to start selling something to that audience yeah this has been a fantastic conversation but unfortunately we are running short on time oh man um so i just want to thank you for coming on to the podcast um Plug yourself a little to tell the listeners uh, where to find you. All right. So if you want to check out my Instagram, and also I respond to all the DMs personally, my Instagram. And if you have any questions regarding business, I'm not a gatekeeper. I'll, I'll help you out. My Instagram is anime.s.galore. That's it. That's the, that's the Instagram. And my TikTok. I don't respond to anything on TikTok just because there's so many. My, my TikTok is at anime.s.galore Thank you for listening to this Our Town Reno podcast episode. Here we have stories about gentrification, life on the streets, the affordable housing crisis. Find us on Facebook at Our Town Reno, at ourtownreno.com, and on Instagram at Biggest Little Streets. Check back in for next week's episode or delve into our archives and remember, help each other out.